0: Good afternoon, everybody. There is an old discussion about playing with building toys on Shabbos, like Lego or Lincoln Logs or things like that. However, each time a new toy comes out, you have to uh, re-examine it. So we're ready for probably a couple of decades already, there's been a very, very popular children's toy called Magna Tiles. No? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you've played with them. Are they still popular? I don't know. When my kids were young. They were very, very popular. I think they're still popular. And uh, the, uh, they're, they're supposed to be like the ultimate Shabbos toy. They're, you know, these plastic pieces that have these magnets. You can put them together. Nothing lights up. Nothing, uh, you know, sings to you or dances. Uh, you know, it is, it's, uh, seems like a really wonderful Shabbos toy. So the question yeah. is, is it, to actually play with it on Shabbos. So there is a Malacha called Bona. Bona was done in the Mishkan when they would attach the crushim to each other using bars and rings and sockets. And uh, the building consisted, whenever they would build, it was uh, made of an asias Ohel. There was a, uh, a canopy, a roof, and also Medabek Chalakim. They would attach different pieces to each other. So in order to violate the Av malach of Bona, you have to do both of those things to be Medabek Chalakim to each other and also make a canopy a roof over it, but if you do one or the other, it's still a violation, Mida it's just, it's the Tolda of Bona rather than the Av of Bona. So, uh, the, uh, the the Poskim discuss why it is that uh, you're allowed to use construction toys or are you allowed to use construction toys on Shabbos, because after all, it's midabik Chalakim, it seems to me that you're, you're attaching different pieces to each other. So, Poskim are, uh, by and large, makele because it's only meant to be assembled for a short period of time, that's what some Sofarites and Archaim Seminai in and that may not be Bona at all, and the Taz, and Simen Shinyu Gimel, Subkat and Zayin, says that when you have something that's made to always be put together and taken apart, and put together and taken apart, like a door, you open the door, close the door, open the door, close the door, that's Derech Tashmisho, and therefore that's not considered to be a violation of Bona. So certainly something as flimsy as magnetiles, where clearly it's never meant by Lego, the problem was that sometimes they would have like these Lego palaces, and you'd build an airport, and you know, it would stay that way for like months at a time, and you'd show it off to everyone, who came to, but, uh, but with magnet tiles, they, they come apart as quick as they you put them together, even much more quickly than you put them together, and uh, they don't last very long, and it's made to be that way. So it would not seem to be that violation of Bona. However, there is the other half of Bona, which is a arai. So there's a lot of uh, room to be made with something so flimsy as far as Bona, but making an OL is an entirely different story. Why is it an entirely different story? So we, we know that it's an entirely different story, and that even something very flimsy is a violation of making an ohel from the Gemara itself. The Gemara in Erev in gives several examples four to be exact of things that violate this iser of Asias Olarai which is an mitra bonan of Bona because it's so temporary number one is if you construct a fire on Yom tov, you're not allowed to pile logs on the side and then put logs across the top because those logs you're putting across the top is Asias Ohel. Second example the Gemara gives is if you make a bed frame and then you put a mattress over the top of the frame frame, that too is a CSO third example the Gemara gives is if you're stacking barrels and you put two barrels on the side and then one barrel running over the top of the other two barrels, that too is a CSO and the final example the Gemara gives is probably the biggest Kiddush of all of them is that if you stack eggs on top of each other, that too could be a violation of a CSO so if you have two eggs on the side and one egg sitting on top of the two eggs, where there's a hollow space between the two eggs the Gemara says that that is a CSO Now, clearly, in order to be a CSOL, everyone agrees it needs to be a tefach, tefach wide and a tefach high. So, as Chaznish points out, these are Chaznish eggs, right? These are very, very big eggs. If you can end up with a tefach of space in between, tefach is like four inches. So, if you can end up with a tefach in between, then, uh, then, then that would be a problem. So, when you're dealing with magma tiles, there are two size tiles. There are the two-inch tiles and the four-inch tiles, right? So, if you have the small tiles you can make an OL that's only 2 inches by 2 inches. That, there's no Shiloh whatsoever. That's not a CS OL. But once you're using the 4-inch tiles, the big magnet tiles, um, then you run into trouble uh, with making an OL. So any temporary OL that's at least a Tevach wide and Tevach off the ground has the potential to be a problem. But there are really two types of OL. In. There's an OL that has sides to it. right? If an OL has at least three vertical partitions that reach the ground. Chayyadim writes and Chalman Be'ez Aleph that even if it doesn't serve to to protect any- anything underneath it, but it has walls, that's a violation of a CSOL. And then you have an OL that doesn't have at least three vertical partitions, it has uh, two partitions or zero partitions or one partition, but it's just uh, an OL on top. So that is only a violation of ohel if it's meant to protect something underneath it, like an umbrella, for example. So, uh, Or a folding table, for example, is mutter. Why is it mutter to open up a folding table on Shabbos? After all, uh, it's uh, it's an ohel. You're making an ohel. It's more than a tafak off the ground, more than a tafak wide. Uh, every table is more than a tafak wide. Right? So why are you allowed to do that? Because you're not doing it to protect whatever underneath it. You're doing it for the area on top of it. And there are no walls on the side of the folding table, and therefore it's going to be permissible. Same with the folding chair. Why do you let unfold the chair? Because there are no walls on the side of the folding chair and you're not doing it to protect that which is underneath the chair. Shulchan Aruch and Asr is wearing wide-brim hats on Shabbos because that also makes an OL and It's meant to protect you from the rain and from the sun. So if the brim is more than a tefach, Shulchan Aruch says, based on the Gemara, that that's, uh, that's Asr. But again, the Burr points out that's only if the brim is there to provide uh, protection. I remember when uh, my brother, uh, my brother had his offer, so he married uh, Rabbi Teller of granddaughter, so Rabbi Tandler, we put him by the most chashva gvir in the whole community, and uh, the fellow opened the door to welcome Rabbi Tenner. rabbi and Rabbi said, looked one look at the guy and said, I hope you're not going to wear that hat on Shabbos, you know, uh, the guy, it was, it was the style then, to have a very wide brim, so, uh, so Rabbi Tandler didn't think it was mutter to wear that. Okay, but anyway, so why is uh, the halacha so much stricter about making an ohel than it is about uh, about making walls? Meaning, by walls, it's got to be uh, solid, it's got to be chazak in order for it to be a violation of Bona. halakim, but when it comes to ohel, even flimsy is uh, is an ohel. So there are two explanations that are given by the achronim. One explanation, Hashem Sofer says, that uh, we learned it all out from the Mishkan. There was real construction in making the walls of the Mishkan. And then they just laid the curtain over it. So uh, the it was much more flimsy by its uh, by its nature. The other possibility is that generally you can't put a roof on something that doesn't already have a solid foundation. So uh, generally speaking, we're assuming if we're putting a roof on something, that there was a firm base or foundation that would keep it standing. So therefore, we're uh, much more machmir on the uh, on on what would qualify as a as a roof. Now Tosos writes again the uh, the Kula that that if it doesn't have walls, then anything underneath. So that, then then if it's not made to protect something underneath, then it's Fine, so, if you make a magnetile tower that has only two sides and not not three or four sides. Uh, even if it's a tefach wide, and you don't put anything under it, you know, you know, there are no little dolls that live inside of there or whatever, it's not meant to protect anything underneath it, then that would be mutter l'chora. But, once you make it three or four sides, and it's tefach by tefach, then you run into, uh, into trouble. Um, so there are other kulas to take into account. The Gemara tells us that you can make a temporary ohel if you put the ceiling in place first, because it's so unusual to do that, to put the ceiling there, and then stick the walls in under the ceiling that that would, be, uh, that would be mutter. So if you want to hold the ceiling tile in place and then put the walls in position and teach your children, that's the way they're supposed to do it. So then, uh, then, then you can make a magnet tile uh, structure. Someone wanted to suggest, I saw that there's a Taz in the, that, that has a whole discussion about uh, Binyan B'Kalim and he's machmir like Shulchan Aruch and he says, the Taz says, if you're machmir about Binyan B'Kalim, how are you ever allowed to put a lid of a big pot back onto the pot on Shabbos? So he says, nobody's machmir about that. Right, everyone puts uh, the, the lid of their chalan pot back onto their chalan pot. So he says that Chazal only asks for putting a cover on something when the cover is not designated to be used as a cover for that item, like a cloth that was used to cover a barrel. In, in that case, the, the putting a non-covering item on something else as a covering, that's called making something a new roof. But that which was already designated to be a lid, to be a cover for something, and then you're using it for what it was meant for as a cover, as a lid, that's not going to be a problem. So is there room to suggest that a magnetile that he each tile is designated to be a cover for uh, for something? So that's uh, difficult uh, to say because uh, they're however you want to construct them. None of them are meant to be covers or sides or walls or whatever else. It's whatever the kid feels like feels like doing. So there is room to be machmir by magnet tiles because the fact that the walls of the OL are built now, much like setting up the barrel to be covered, is uh, is uh, is a problem. And uh, very often you're left with a tefach by a tefach. In fact, in the orchol Shabbos in parak tests, if you. Gimel, he says that you have to tell your chinoch aged children not to use building blocks like Lego or the like, or to build a house or anything that has an OL of a tafach by a tafach, if you to use it for the space underneath it, and he's machmir about magnetiles as well, uh, and even if you're going to dismantle it uh, very shortly, uh, he's machmir about that. I saw online, I googled magnetiles halacha, see if anything came up, they said that they asked for Schleiman Miller in Toronto if it's muktzah, and he said it's not muktzah, but you should spend Shabbos learning Torah, not uh, the... Salo- why are they asking if it's Who a mukta well, that's not the issue he's okay shine, it's not mu- good. not it's not mukta but L'Chara he didn't answer the real question whether it's a violation of a CSO so L'Chara uh, like I said that if it's meant to protect something underneath then it's uh, and it's a Tavach by a tavech, then it's a CSO if like Ruba D'Ruba at the time it's not meant to protect something underneath then it's only a CSO if you have at least three walls okay everyone have a great day